0: on everybody welcome to impeachment talk i'm here with josh kiana lily maxwell and i am evan uh not a host we're all hosts in no particular order really excited to discuss the recent developments going on with the impeachment this week uh just looking forward to hearing everyone's initial thoughts
1: a good point to start would just talk about the context overall what happened a brief overview of the storming of, you know, the Capitol building, thus leading into the impeachment, and more so the outcome of um, the impeachment trial, and I guess after that we could just talk about the reactions of how we feel about it. On January 6th, there was several several hundred people that began to charge and wait outside the Capitol building. People writing in riot gear, weapons, guns, flagpoles. And I don't necessarily believe that even with how much preparation went into this riot, that there was enough preparation from the military to even go and protect the Capitol building. It was almost instigated as if it was allowed to happen, not even aside from Trump instigating the entire situation.
2: The, the amount of videos of people just letting groups through and some of the officers waving people in once the doors were open um definitely shows a uh, different treatment for different kinds
3: of yeah definitely. protest i think um, it's important i think that's like a, an important thing um to talk about in general is just like how so many people just let it happen like i remember i was in the car with my my dad we were driving somewhere um over winter break and uh we they they we were listening to CNN and they had the the mayor of DC on, and they're basically asking her like how did you let this happen like they kept asking that question like um you know how 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 did they just get into the Capitol building like aren't you supposed to be like having the police do it whatever and she didn't really have any answers and I think that's just in general that whole situation is like weird and it's such like a gray area of like how did this happen in the first place you know what I mean because I know you wanted to bring this up Kiana about. Um, the Black Lives Matter movement and like how if that, how if the roles were reversed, I don't think that they could have easily gotten to the Capitol building, you know what I mean?
1: I think also one thing that should be noted, um, it's two different matters that both Black Lives Matter was trying to go and bring enlightenment to as opposed to what Trump was trying to do. He was just upset at the fact that there was a falsely, a falsely claimed stolen election. So having mostly white, in the wise words of Biden, thugs like going right to the building there was no rubber bullets that was being shot as opposed to how it was um on june 1st 2020 when black lives matter was sitting outside the building um there was no smoke bombs there was nothing from the military besides just a few guns that was able to go and protect them and the nation's capital
3: yeah exactly that that's that's exactly a good point um
1: you and now, the and- people that were actually struck with rubber bullets and that had to go into the hospital in DC just for the aftermath of having all those smoke bombs in their lungs, it was way more, way, way, way more than what was going on on January 6th.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think it's important to, to understand like while we uh, look back at Max's point about like it didn't and Keon's point about how we, we didn't look like anyone was really prepared for this, which is kind of shocking when you can go online and you can see like the paper trail of events being planned. Trump initially tweets about January 6th. You can see these Zoomers on TikTok, j- dancing about january 6th is going to be huge for like the conservatives and and you know it's it's kind of like at the time i was in the cartoon and i was hearing about it and i was like this is crazy like i can't believe like yeah. like this is happening like this is some of the wildest stuff ever um but then if, but then in hindsight you go back and you look and it's like okay like well why wasn't the military paying attention to this or why what, weren't any internal like uh, like national security organizations paying attention to this because i mean I guess it was because Trump Trump does like to give a lot of empty threats. Um, but I, uh, I, I just don't think anyone really saw this uh, happening.
4: Yeah, I, I agree. I was surprised that we weren't more prepared for it, especially given like since the election, he had just been, you know, tweeting and talking constantly about how it was a fraud and Americans need to be strong and take back the election. And it's just, you know, very combustive speech from him, you know. Like it was, it's easy to see how it blew up into what it was. And it was shocking that we were less prepared for it than we should have been.
1: It's two completely different attitudes and atmospheres that it's undeniable. And it still led to his acquittal. However, I still think that as far as the state charges from New York and Georgia, I think that will eventually go and get him. But as far as right. that acquittal, it was incredibly disappointing to see where the sanctity and the security of our nation's starting to become to. Right.
2: Well, because that's that's kind of uh, I guess bringing it back to the the impeachment itself. Uh, what like the the question is really what is Trump's role in what happened? Because I feel like we we painted a picture that that's you know something that hasn't happened since I think like eighteen fourteen or whatever that. Something like that hasn't happened to the Capitol building. Uh, but then also at the, in the same beat, people are trying to make it business as usual. Like, oh, well, don't worry about that. Yeah. Like, that was last month. Like, we're past it. But the question is, what is Trump's role in I, making I, that happen? I think like the defense.
3: I think. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think it's there's definitely like he leaves tracks. Like, I mean, if you I mean, since he's been in office, he's been motivating people to, to do these types of things. Like he's outright said, like, like you said earlier, like take back America, blah, 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 whatever. And like, you look at his tweets and it, this, it really like he, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of us knew, like he was going to, when he lost the election, if he lost the election, whatever, he was going to claim it was false. And he was going to say like, Oh, I actually won the election. Just wait and see kind of thing. And like him by him saying that he's, I, I think he's absolutely motivating these people to take drastic actions like that. Like that's what he wants. He, he absolutely um, needs to have some consequences for motivating these people to do these types of things.
4: Yeah. I mean, not only his, his tweets, but like the speech he gave the day of January 6th, where he literally said, all right, we're going to march down to the capital, any capital, but specifically this one. <laughs> and um, you know, He said, said, I'll
2: be I'll be there with you.
4: Yeah, I'll be there with you, um, cheering on the senators. And then he said, well, maybe not cheering for some of them.
3: We're going to walk down anyone you want. But I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong.
4: It was just very yeah. obvious what the plan was. And and you
0: can see like the, the footage, like they did this uh, during the impeachment, like Donald Trump tweeting about how Mike Pence is going to sell them out. And then you can see at the timestamp, people in the crowd that are like watching his Twitter feed religiously, you can hear them start yelling, like, hang Mike Pence, like, go get Mike Pence. And... It's, it's kind of undeniable, his uh, influence in action.
1: I also think it's very, I think it's incredible to also note the amount of backlash that Trump received when, P- when his riders were getting charged. I think that they really wanted that security and that backup from Trump, and they never got it because they're saying, oh, well, my president told me to do this. I should be excused immediately just turning into, well, I never directly said, you know, go try just building. This was already planned. So whatever you guys have going on, whatever repercussions you suffer from, that's on you. And I think without that media always constantly backing him up and giving him that, that edge that he needs to just thrive. The only way to go and take that back is if you completely cut him off of power. cutting him off of social media is not just enough. his, Power still resonates with the amount of people that clearly want to go storm that building, thus leading to his his impeachment trial.
3: I think, um, like going off of what you just said, kind of, um, I think it's kind of, I think maybe that people thought, because like after the election, Biden won, they knew he was going to be. I think people kind of got lackadaisical as far as like, oh, he only has two weeks left in office or whatever when this event happened and they were just kind of like, Oh, like, it's fine. We're almost done with it, whatever. I, I don't know. Maybe there's just like a sense of feeling of like how, how much more can you do? And then this happened. And it brought out the whole impeachment because they, you know, I mean, he was clearly not dealing with it period to be honest. Like he, if anything, he was making things worse. So I just think like maybe there was, I don't know if there was maybe some um, lackadaisical efforts in just, you know, the, the higher ups in general.
2: I feel like this is all good understanding of the context of stuff uh as far as the actual arguments went in uh like the hearings do we have a sense of what the arguments from both sides were like what trump's defense was at all yeah like, what did people come up with
0: yeah like so the main argument was that Trump was exercising uh, his First Amendment right and that his speech should be protected under the First Amendment. Um, but also they were questioning the constitutionality of the impeachment,
2: um, which required a vote. The Democratic argument was they played the Capitol. Like, it was basically like, you saw what happened, let this yeah. speak for itself. True. Um, I so- think
1: also something that should be duly noted is the, the the type of articles that were brought against Trump and ultimately how the Republicans played the Democratic Party. They played right into their hands and it played in favor of them. The only thing that we really have to go off of are the state charges to see what will happen to Trump.
4: It gave, I feel like a lot of Republicans an excuse to, to not convict, to actually acquit him because, you know, I'm sure you remember Mitch McConnell's speech about how he was like, yeah, 100%, Trump is guilty of this, that we're trying to charge him with, which is incitement, but he's no longer president.
0: There's no question, none, that President Trump is practically and morally responsible for provoking the events of the day. No question about it well that is like the republican party in a nutshell if you think about it like it's it's very much like not really what's morally or constitutionally correct even though they are big defenders of the constitution um it's it's what really serves them and toes the party line if you look at everyone that actually reached across the aisle uh those seven republicans it's either republicans that just won the re-election republicans that are retiring or republicans like mitt romney who have always been against trump um it, the truth is Donald Trump speaks to the Republican base way more effectively than any one of those uh, elected Republicans. So I think that's that's kind of like the thing is like with the Republican Party, you're like, oh, well, you know, you've got people like that are like Ronald Reagan that are good, pol- like good, you know, politicians and whatnot, you know, despite being from a different era. But when in reality, he's just the, uh, the you know, the poor white working class racist or uh, extreme billionaire uh, dressed up in a suit and tie and given power.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I I think um, and as far as messaging goes, like to their to the base, he's absolutely effective. And I think that Republicans clearly are in fear of their own voters because it's they you know you saw the vote that uh, only seven Republicans went with Democrats, which means that forty three senators who were probably hiding in their offices that day. And, you know, they can't pretend like they weren't a part of that whole experience, but they still, because, you know, at, at this point, he walked, he walked. So what was the point of impeachment? I think that's really like the, the main point to kind of like ride out on is like, all right, now, now we're here. What was the point of that? Because um, I, I think for me, as far as trying to satisfy voters, if, if this is... Because there, there's obviously a legislative uh, sort of um, uh, precedent to be set right now. You know, a lot of the argument is that whether he's, you know, in office or out of office, this needs to happen for the record so that people historically can look back and know that you can't do that. But um, even
1: still for that record, it was, it led to nothing. They, they brought up the wrong right. articles based on that impeachment. And it's like, Regardless if he's in in office or not, I think Trump still has a massive amount of power over the GOP,
2: which that's I think that I like as far as from my perspective, I I think that some people thought that impeachment would solve the Trump problem, but I don't think that that's going anywhere. And I think that from that point, though, if it's not going anywhere, then what are people actually doing to address his own uh, news network, too? Mm -hmm. Fantastic siphon voters. Why not? I think both parties are about to siphon voters big time. Both parties are losing voters, because both parties are not addressing what people want. And I think something that I, I saw even leftists kind of mock that I think is wrong too, when they were covering people who were arrested at the Capitol riot. There were people that said that part of what they were writing for was economic insecurity. And people were like, No, they just hate like whatever. Hatred is one thing, but economic security, everyone experiences. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a very legitimate reason to be upset, not to do what people did on Capitol Hill. But I think part of that, Democrats just won the presidency and just won majorities in the Senate and the House. And they were carried on the backs largely of people like the Bernie coalition that they just completely talk down on and completely do not take seriously but they rely on them. And I think that for both sides of the aisle right now with COVID-19, people need survival checks. And both parties are failing to address that. Trump actually said that he wanted to give the $2,000 to people. And I have a clip of Nancy Pelosi in December saying that they want to get the $2,000, 2,000, not 1,400, $2,000 checks out by as soon as possible, the sooner the better gonna commit to bringing this idea back of $2,000 checks
1: next week if it, if it does die in this Congress?
2: Well, let, let us, let's be hopeful that it can happen this week because the sooner it happens, the sooner the checks go out. So we're not giving up on it. They wanted to do that, and all the people in Georgia ran on $2,000. And what you're, happen- what you're seeing now is that, you know, Trump is the party of big lies, that it's, hey, the election was stolen, that is a lie. But then you also have Democrats telling you that they'll give you something and then they say the well wait." So they're also lying too. So where do people go?
4: You have a whole history of presidents promising things and then never fulfilling that. It's not a new concept, that's for sure.
1: Those empty promises are exactly what, I would say what presidents go off of just to try and get into office. And then once they're there, then they try and finagle, what exactly can I do? How many of my promises can I fulfill? and still make me look good. And Trump did absolutely nothing compared to all of the amount of power that he still gave to people and still managed to destroy everything in his path. Even after he was, even after still like he's not even in office, he still has a legacy that's still reaching out to people. Whereas right now it's a little bit off topic, But the amount of people and Asian elderly that are getting attacked due to Trump's uh, just ignorant comments about the Chinese virus and where it it derives from, people are still getting attacked. Older Asian people are still getting attacked just based off of where they're from. There is an 867 percent increase in Asian-American violence in New York City alone. It's going to be hard to remove that mindset if you still have him around. I think that's going to be the biggest challenge.
0: My biggest, like I guess, fear slash prediction, because it's something I feel like it's going to happen, is is that uh, like someone that is just smarter, better with messaging than Donald Trump is going to come around and dog whistle better and and mobilize uh, the same people uh, to vote that Donald Trump did uh, in a more effective way, uh, and that's going to be a better politician. Someone like like Matt Gates, who sucks. Like I suck so oh, bad. Josh Hawley. Yeah, or Josh Hawley or uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's a little. I think she's a little too wacko. I think she's a little too. uh, I think that's the future, though. I mean, I well, see. There's a lot of people that were like, "Well, I like Trump because he's good on trade." You know, it's like those like stock bros. uh, And honestly, doesn't really seem like he gives you know a crap about the military uh, in general. So yeah, you
1: can still see how people people in the military, ex vets and current vets, were still acting given like on january 6th it was disappointing
0: they're more in love with the symbol than they are with the actual context of what it represents
4: yeah i think trump is a fan of putting on a display of like a really powerful military to like foreign countries but then about the individual he does not care
2: i i think though that one thing that um if we're going to look at like part of the appeal to people especially if you're going to compare trump to biden People, I mean, after 2008 with Obama, he didn't bail out Americans, he bailed out the banks. So there was a lot of people that were not happy with what Obama did. Um, And then, you know, for a lot of people, that was very good years. The, you know, like, country's good, but a lot of people were, were, you know, quote, unquote, left behind. But what happened was, like, Trump was a politician that, well, he's not. I mean, actually, that's the point, is that he's not a politician like Biden can sound captured. Like he, you, you, you hear the different financial interests in mind, the carefulness, the tiptoeing, the means testing to make sure that your message is correct. Whereas Trump will just say whatever comes to mind. And that unfilteredness is appealing because that sounds more like an actual individual talking than someone who is a representation of a conglomerate of powerful people. And I think that that's something that connected with people. And I think that that's, you know, what what that means, though, is that both sides really I mean, it is a spectrum uh, of, of, you know, because the, the, the right and the left, because obviously they're so fractured, it's almost funny to just think that it's two things at this point. It's much more than that. But, um, you know, there, there's a lot of things that are trying to happen that impeachment to me just fails to address. I think it's important for the historical precedent, but I don't think that politicians right now are currently understanding or they're taking for granted the actual gravity of the situation. Because I think that, you know, going from $2,000 checks to 14, that $600, that's a lot of people that needed that. You know, I've heard people that say that, oh, it's only been three weeks, give them time, like they're just getting started. Executive action, budget reconciliation, this should could have passed already. You don't need those senators. You don't need to wait. He could be doing these things, signaling it, going out, addressing people. The thing that Biden has to do to to really get rid of Trumpism, it's not to impeach him, but it's to deliver. That's what will help people because what people want is help. (laughs) So if they deliver, then you don't have to worry about Trump. But the Trump thing will continue as long as people are not willing to deliver. And I think that as far as impeachment goes, it really was kind to a certain extent a failure like last time where there was there was something set. You know, I I think that there is value to him not being able to have access to funds down the road. I think there's value to him not being able to run again. But to Evan's point, there's going to be someone else who can message better and that, hey, for all you know, Trump can boost them and support them, and it'll be like like a little Anakin Skywalker heading out there yeah. into the world. Um, but what's going to happen is, as as long as you know, this this stuff isn't this isn't like a story made up in advance. It's it's um, unfolding in real time. There are going to be people to address the need because it's there, and if the government's not willing to, or if politicians really are not willing to do it, then someone's going to have to, like, come up and and start saying those things, because otherwise, you know, I think was it Congress has uh, an an approval rating under 20%, but a reelection rating of 90. And that's, that that's just, it's literally divorced from reality of representational politics. So I think that right now, we're going through a moment where people are really understanding that um, politics and the government are two different things. And really, politics is just talking to your community. Like it's it's on the groundwork. It's not what's in Washington. That's that's a completely different thing.
0: You guys want to wrap it up here then? Absolutely. Yeah,
1: that was good. Wanna... Note to end on. Well, thank you guys so much, Josh, Max, Evan, and Lily for joining us in this impeachment talk. I think we did a lot of ground, um, and overall give a great amount of clarity to the acquittal, the impeachment, and all of those instances leading up to it. Look forward to hearing from you guys again about another topic.
2: Yeah, sounds good. We'll be checking in. Indeed. Let you know when I get my check. Nice job, everybody.